welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Sunday School Department for, amen, putting this together with uh, the kids, and, and uh, it was uh, wonderful, and uh, Malachi got up on the drums and kept that beat, and, and then Micah, before everything started, he hit that one string and nodded his head with a thumbs up, he could hear himself. So I always think if you get kids started at that age, uh, then something fantastic is going to happen. Praise God. We ought to be training our kids that doing something for the kingdom of God, amen, matters, right? And it may not be a singer and it may not be a musician, but... It might be other things that you get involved in in the church. So you need to train them as they come up. Find out what their talents are. Find out what, they're, what, what makes them tick and what they like to do. And uh, sometimes I was raised with kids that loved the plays and the dramas that we would put. And I remember kids sitting down uh, and actually writing the plays. We did an Easter thing one time and our young people actually wrote that play and uh, and so us younger bucks that were part of it we just kind of went along for the ride but you know we can, there's a lot of things you can do with your young people and young adults as they grow up and come up in the church right uh, so we're excited about that I'm excited about uh, Sister Kayliana she is a young entrepreneur And uh, basically, I think that was her profit for, for one month. And I think, uh, you know, I, I wonder how fast we'd get to building if we'd all pledge our, our one month's. Everybody's wanting me to just stop talking right now. <laughs> Everybody's like, nah, nah, nah. Amen. That's... Uh, you know, where it doesn't matter when Jesus was talking to them one time at the temple and then the lady drove, wrote, uh, put the two mites in the plate, other people were given, and he said, he was, his question was, who's giving more? Sometimes I think we fail to, we give, of, we give what we're comfortable with, but sometimes when, it make, when it's that sacrificial giving, that's where we pull back because it's like, you know, oh, I can't do that. That's, that's, a little too, that's a little too rich for my blood. Right, But sometimes we need to put ourselves in that place to just simply say, God, hey amen, if you move on me, whatever you want out of me, that's what I'm going to do, right? You can never go wrong with putting your life in God's hands and allowing him to help you. Amen. Just make sure your wife knows. Doesn't matter if God speaks to you, make sure you tell your wife. <laughs> I must apologize to our screen. Sister Michaela, I apologize. I gave you the wrong set of scriptures. That was for another time. 
what I did tell you to go on the screen was correct. Amen. There you go. Thank you very much. So I'm going to be going to Genesis, the first chapter, uh, this morning. And uh, once again, uh, I'm glad that our young people participated in this worship set this morning. It was fantastic. I'm excited about our kids. Amen. And they've got enough problems in the world today. When they come to church, they need to have a place of love and, and uh, camaraderie and, and people they can look up to, right? Amen. Amen. Young people they can look up to, young marriage they can look up to, uh, the, uh, uh, those that are in no man's land around 50 and then everybody above that. They need, to, they need a good set of people that they can look, look at and say, you know what, this is what I want to uh, do my life with. And, and, uh, and I want to say, Chelsea, it's one at uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, she got baptized and received the Holy Ghost in the water. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you miss Wednesday night, you don't know that, man, this is the second time. You better not be missing Wednesday nights no more because God, God's, God's moving on Wednesday night. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that gets me excited. And so, uh, uh, you know, uh, I better stop or I'll just start thinking about that for a moment. But how many, how many believes it's important? Amen. I believe salvation is important. I believe baptism is something that you do when somebody's ready to be baptized. I heard somebody, I was listening to something the other day, and they actually talked about that Sunday was going to be Baptism Sunday. And I was thinking to myself, every day is a baptism day, not just a baptism Sunday. Every day. If somebody wants to be baptized on Monday, we can make that happen. If somebody wants to be baptized on Tuesday, we can make that happen. Amen. It's not just a baptismal Sunday. Yeah, we're going to baptize on, on this Sunday of the month. And everybody wants to be baptized, we're going to baptize them. No, I don't think that's scriptural. I think you, uh, when they need to be baptized, you baptize them in the lovely name of Jesus for the remission of their sins, right? Oh, hallelujah. So let's go to Genesis 1, 26 and 7, and also chapter 2 and verse 7, also chapter 5 and verse 1, also Job 33 and verse 4. Genesis 1, 26 and 7, 26 and 27. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. I think I need to emphasize that. Male and female created he them. Male and female created he them. Genesis 2, 7, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and, and man became, everybody say they became, a living soul. Genesis 5, 1, this is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Job 33, 4 says, the Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. The Spirit of God hath made me, amen, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. Lord God, we thank you once again. Amen. For your goodness, your mercy, Lord, we thank you for these young people. 
amen, that, that, that worshiped and led us in worship this morning. And I pray, God, that you'll bless each and every one of their lives. Let your protecting hand be upon them in this day that we live. We thank you, Lord, for your word. It truly is a lamp unto our feet. So, Lord, as we open up our ears to, today, amen, let, let us hear what you would speak unto our spirit. Amen. Let us receive it with gladness and joy and praise and worship. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray and let everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Unquestionably, God is the maker of man. Right? Amen. That's what we read. Uh, a lot of people talk about evolution. Evolution, I believe, is, is a theory. It's a theory. It's a uh, it's, it's what man kind of, they theorize about it and, and they see it as, 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 as something. And, and I was reading last night about uh, all of the uh, galaxies and, and uh, you know, how fast light, uh, uh, light uh, travels at 186,000 uh, miles per second and how that uh, uh, when they start talking about light years, you're a light year is 5.8 trillion miles uh, when you start trying to crunch all these numbers and you try to put them all together, you're thinking, man, uh, you know, God, God's awesome. The way God can create things and make things. And I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the uh, pictures that, that, that I was having, uh, 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 that I was looking at and, uh, and, and, and uh, watching about uh, the Hubble scope and, and uh, them talk about the things of, of uh, uh, the constellation and the galaxies and the, the cosmos. And, and, and as I looked at those things, my mind was going to the fact that, God, you're an awesome God. God, you are an awesome God. There's none like you. Amen. Man can't figure it out. They're trying to, but they can't figure it out. Amen. The complexity of God. <clears throat> Amen. God speaks and things begin to happen. So evolution is a theory, but, but creation is a doctrine. What we read in the Bible, it explains to us. And there's a lot of people out there today that would like to uh, disprove the Word of God, but they have a hard time doing it. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. So, so there is uh, no substantial proof to support the theory of evolution. Amen. There is... There is undeniable proof of the existence and the intervention of God who is, once again, the creator of all things and the maker of mankind. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I've got some complaints. Yes, I do. I'm tired of hearing cicadas, number one. Amen. You go out back, uh, you know, on the, on the blacktop out there, you see them laid out. Hey man, I think that's God's oven right there. He's cooking some up. And if you want a little snack today, you can go out and pick one up. They say they got a lot of protein. <clears throat> They're flying all over the place. Why, God, did you make a cicada? Well, I was sitting here talking to, to a couple in the foyer yesterday afternoon. And as I was looking outside, I made a comment to them. Hey man, about how the birds are having a feast. Because you could look out there and see the birds as they would find them. And boom, they'd be there and then just start pluck them apart. Amen. It's food for them. They're probably getting all the protein they need. Amen. Stored up. They, 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 they're, they're going after it. Amen. We don't know why God made mosquitoes. I have no clue. Amen. Why did you make mosquitoes? They bite me. Amen. They, 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 they're, not, they're not a friendly uh, uh, creature that, that you have made. 
Amen. So God is the creator of all things. God, the Bible says, in the beginning of creation, he spoke worlds into existence. Things that they're looking at through their scopes on the space station and, and, and through the Hubble scope and, and, and the different kinds of scopes they've got around the world. Things that they are seeing way out, many light years away. Planets and stars and, and telling you what, what's usually around a star, at least one planet that's rotating. Uh, amen. And, and all of these things and they come up with numbers of, 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 of billions and trillions of things. Amen. I'm telling you, God is an awesome God. Sometimes it's hard to get it in our brain, amen, that God, amen, through a spoken word, word can bring this into existence. In fact, Hebrews 11.3 says, through faith we understand, through faith we understand. Say that with me. Through faith we understand. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In other words, when it came to light, God spoke it into existence, uh, into being. Amen. God spoke the atmosphere into existence uh, as well as the oceans uh, that we have. By his spoken word, God created things like the land, uh, amen, the, and, 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 and the grass and the trees uh, and the plants that we have. Amen. When you go to Burns or you go to Lowe's or you go to various places, uh, amen, and you, you, you want to decorate your yard a little bit, you go, you go buy trees and you go buy rose bushes and you go buy the various different plants. Uh, amen. All the years I've lived in the house, I would like to have the money uh, that we've spent on things like mulch and, 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 uh, and, and, and trees and, and flowers and, and perennials and annuals and, and this and that and everything else. And I'm wanting to buy things that will last a while but ladies like to have some things that'll bloom and yeah they might die out we'll just pick them out you know we'll pluck them out and put some new ones but 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 if, if you ever thought about that you spend a lot of money over that time we could build that building with all the money that you and I spend on things like that every year amen I'm plugging that building Amen. But by his spoken word, God, God, God made it happen. The sun that you see, it happened because of his word. The moon that you see, it happened because of his word. The stars that we have on the, on the screen today, and you look into it, understand, they're there because of a spoken word. Amen. They came into existence because of that word. God spoke to the waters and created uh, the fish of the sea, the, the, the different mammals of the sea, the, 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 the whales and the, uh, the jellyfish and, and, and the, uh, the tuna and all the different things you see out in the sea. Amen. It came from a spoken word. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. He spoke the land into existence. He created the animals. Amen. For remember, the Bible says that the world that we see was without form and it was void. It was just a dark place that had no formation. Amen. It was just a nasty, but it's in that world that God began to speak things into existence. And things begin to happen, uh, amen. And they came uh, to, to being because of the spoken word. Uh, whether it was the land itself, the grass of the field, the trees, uh, and all of that, but the animals, uh, and yes, the bugs, and the insects, uh, amen. All of these things came to, to being uh, because of a spoken word, uh, amen, from God Almighty. 
That's why, that's why sometimes I look at that and I say, God, amen, you did all that. There is nothing impossible with you. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Whatever you need today, I'm telling you, our God has the power to speak it into being into your life. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Clap your hands and praise him this morning. The sixth day came along, the sixth day of creation, and God spoke one more time. This time he did not use his spoken word to create, but to proclaim, amen, what he was about to do. When God is about to do something, uh, amen, and when God is about to do something uh, with something uh, or or for or to a man, he will speak uh, and proclaim it. You see, God spoke and declared he was going to do what? On that sixth day, he said, we're going to make man in our own image. We're going to create man. And it was his spoken word that became an action. Come on. Spoken word. What did he say? He said he took man. He formed man out of the dust of the earth. He formed man. It now was not just a spoken word. He said, let's, let, let's make man in our own image. And he formed man out of the dust of the earth. And he breathed into his nostril uh, the breath of life and man became uh, a living uh, soul. Come on. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. That's the power of God. That's the awesomeness of God. Amen. That God not only spoke it, uh, but there was action behind it uh, when he made man. Hallelujah. It becomes, everybody say it becomes an action. I'm telling you, creation uh, is an awesome thing, uh, amen, but God did a lot. But when he made man, uh, amen, he got, he made, he put himself a part of it. He got down in the clay, so to speak, uh, amen. He got down and dirty, uh, amen. He started making man, amen. Man is created, uh, is the created, uh, uh, the, the, the created image, uh, amen, that God, that God made, uh, amen. And he is a cre- created in the image uh, of God. Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all earth uh, and over every creeping thing that creepeth uh, upon the earth. Yes, that means snakes. That means lizards. Amen. That, that, mean, that means little Geico. Come on, somebody say Hallelujah. I haven't had a chance to, to, to get on Sister Crystal uh, and, and, and Kayliana, and uh, my daughter's already kind of got me, but she sent me this video of them having a lizard, uh, and Kayliana was trying to eat it. We're not talking about a fake lizard, we're talking about a real lizard. I can't trust them for nothing. Amen. And I, I looked at that last night. And I'm, I'm thinking to my daughter, are you crazy? You know, what planet did you come from? You're, you're not a creation of God. You've got to come from somewhere else. If you'll put that around that baby like that. But God, really God, God created all these things. Whether it was the snakes we used to have in the shed. Whether it's the mosquito. Whether it's the, the cicada. Whether it's a, a other birds or various types of birds. And all these kind of things that we see flying around. The fowl of the air, the, the, the fish of the sea, whatever it is. The, the beasts of the field, the lions, the tigers, the bears, the elephants. God created them. But when it came to man, he took special interest 
Elohim does not mean the plurality of gods, but the plurality of attributes of God. Plural, intensive, singular meaning. God like one. Works or special possessions or are special possessions of God. Amen. God like. Amen. That's what we are, you and I. Amen. No, we're not God. We are God-like. We share the attributes or the, the things of God that he puts in our life. We're not God. We're not, you know, we're, but, but we, we share those, those characteristics and those attributes of God. Somebody say hallelujah. We're, we, we were created in his image. We were created in his likeness. How many times have you heard somebody say one time or another that, that, that kid, amen, that kid is, is his or her parents twin amen have you ever seen that before oh some of some ladies you know uh, and i and i've heard this before they'll they'll go somewhere and they'll be saying oh are you guys sisters right amen but in reality uh, in reality uh, it was a mother and a daughter how many have ever seen that before look i'm saying it this way if you're a mother daughter and somebody walks up and they ask are you sisters if you are the mother, mother, you need to say, wow, man, that is awesome. I must be aging well. Amen. My aging process has been uh, uh, put in slow motion. Right? Amen. But you say that. In other words, how many times we've heard that, that, that the kid is a chip off the old block. Amen. It doesn't mean that the kid is the parent. By the way, time out for a second. We got too many parents that are trying to be your kid's best friend. You need to be a parent, not their best friend. Come on, somebody, somebody say amen to that. You need to be a parent, not their best friend. Doesn't mean you have to be mean. Doesn't mean you have to be ugly. It just means that you're there to guard them and to nurture them and, and show them how to grow in life. Amen. And be who, amen, God wants them to be. You need to be that parent in their life. I've heard people say that before. Well, they're my best friend. No, they're not. They're your daughter. They're your son. When you make them your best friend, sometimes things can get sideways. So it doesn't mean that the kid is the parent. Amen. What it simply means is that they act like them. They sound like them. They respond just like their parent does. Amen. They may have the same disposition as their parent, so on and so forth. If I recall when me and my wife was dating, or even after we got married and she was at her mom's house, I don't care who it was. If it was her sisters or her mother, I learned a valuable lesson really quick that when you call and they pick up the phone, you ask, who is this? Because on the phone, they, sound, they all sounded alike. You know, so I don't want to say to my mother-in-law when I pick up the phone, amen, like I did before, hey, babe. Right? That's awkward. Amen? And, and so, or her sisters, uh, either one of them, they would pick up the phone and they sounded identical. I could not tell them apart. Amen. So the fact of it is, when we're serving God, nobody should be able to tell us apart from God as far as the fact of how we act, how we talk, how we walk. 
amen, our disposition, amen, our characteristic, our attributes, all of them should reflect who God is. Oh, clap your hands and praise Him this morning. It's like that song says, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus on earth, I long to be like Him. All through life's journey from earth to glory, amen, I want to be like Him, right? Come on, how many has that, how many has that hope? And uh, amen, you want, you, want to, you want to walk like Him, talk like Him, be like Him. Amen, you want people to see Christ in us. Amen. What are God's attributes? Let's look at them. God, Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 22. Some pretty good things here. But a fruit, everybody say the fruit. It doesn't say fruits. It says fruit. It's not a plurality. It's singular. Amen. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Read it with us. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now, I won't, I, won't, I won't digress into all of that today. I just want you to look at that and understand that these are, these are the attributes of God. It is the fruit of the Spirit. All of these need to be activated in our lives. As one. Everybody say, as one. I don't just have love and not the rest. I don't have just joy and not the rest. Because I'm telling you right now, if you don't have love, joy, and peace, you're definitely not going to have long-suffering. You aren't going to have gentleness and meekness and temperance. Amen. But what he says is, look, you need these as one fruit in your life. You need the Spirit. Uh, you, need that, you need the Spirit, uh, uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit. You need that love. You need that joy. You need that peace. Amen. Yes, you're going to need long-suffering uh, and gentleness. Can you ever, I, I thought about this the other day. As I, as I found out that a six-year-old boy on his way to school, sitting in his seat in the back seat of his car, a man all of a sudden complained that his stomach hurt. They just buried him, I think it was yesterday. And, and, and what had happened, because of road rage, somebody had shot into their trunk. It traveled through their trunk and into the back of that young child. And by the time they got him out of the car, a man, there was no way to, uh, to save him. Understand this. We live in a world, we live in a corrupt world with corrupt people that need God desperately. If you're if you're if you're if you're uh, your your look at human life is that bad that you have no no thought about human life, uh, Amen. You have you have nothing. Uh, then, folks, you you you're you're on the wrong track uh, because if human life don't mean anything to you, uh, Amen. You've already lost it, uh, Amen. But I'm here to tell you today that you have to have these operating in you because you need that long suffering and that gentleness uh, working in your life, uh, Amen, to keep you from going in directions. Uh, that will not profit you as a child of God. Knowing God is our maker, knowing that we are his creation, we also know he's worthy of our love, our adoration, and our praise. I don't understand people that claim to be saved, but they, they don't have no joy in their salvation. You got to learn to praise God and lift him up and pray even in the midst of your darkest valley. 
Makes no difference, Elder, what we're going through in life. Whatever valley that is. It's easy to praise Him and worship Him when you're walking, a, amen, above the clouds and you're on the mountaintop. You got a little spring steer step and everything seems to be going great. It's when you hit that valley. It's when you hit that dark time of your life and everything seems to be going wrong in your life. Nothing seems to be going right. It's in those moments that you lift up your hands, amen, and you begin to worship and praise God. And you say things like, God, I don't understand this moment in my life, amen, this is so uncertain in my life. But I, I, I praise you because you are constant in my life. You are certain in my life. Your word is truth in my life. It is a lamp in my life. So no matter what you're going through, you understand that God's the creator. God is our our maker. We know he's worthy of that love and that adoration and that praise. No matter what we're going through, we understand he alone is worthy to receive all. Everybody say all. Come on, shout all. All the glory. Amen. We got to remember who we are and what our place in his kingdom is. And even though God has done all this for us, the psalmist still wrote, What is man and the son of man that thou art mindful of him? What is man? God, what is man and the son of man? that thou art mindful of him. Amen. I'll tell you what it is. God made man. It was made for a relationship. Amen. When you read about creation days and you come to the time of, 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 of man in the Garden of Eden and he made him to be the, 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 the husbandman, the uh, worker, the caretaker of the Garden of Eden. Uh, amen. You're going to name these animals. You're going to take care of all this. And, and uh, 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 if we ate like uh, Adam did, we'd probably all lose weight. Yeah. Don't, don't knock veg- vegetarians because... You know, hello. That's the way it was. We didn't start eating on animals till quite a while later. Huh? Understand this. Amen. When we look at it, God created man. God took interest in that. That he made man after his image. He made, he made man that way. And they would walk through the garden in the cool of the day and they would talk. In other words, there's relationship. Somebody pinned that song and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me what? I am his. Right? He walks, he talks with us. He tells me, he reaffirms that. He lets us know, you are mine. That's like in a relationship. It's important that there's communication. It's important every now and then, uh, amen, uh, that we tell our husband or our wife that we love them or we care about them or they mean something to us. Right? Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And if it's not that way, we got to work on that. And we got to look at that and say, you know what? That's important. Uh, you mean something to me. You're more than just a, 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 a somebody that cleans the house. Uh, you're more than somebody that just runs the kids everywhere. You're more than somebody, uh, amen, that just, uh, you know, you're, you're here. Amen. So don't pop, men, don't pop off uh, and say, well, you got it good. You don't have to go to work every day. 
Mm, that's a bad thing. <laughs> if you want, if you want it to go south pretty quick, brother May, that's the way you start a that's the way you start a little issue with your wife. Amen. When she's taking home, changing the diapers. Uh, hey, man, I'm gonna tell you what. Hey, man, I've been re- my, I've, I've been reminded here recently with my little granddaughter at the house. When they go to the bathroom, it stinks. Yeah. And when they have those little mess-ups and it goes up their back and out their diapers and all that kind of stuff, yeah, I make sure I'm out of there. I love it when she says, well, she had a blowout today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It happened before I got home. Right? Amen. But we understand that in that relationship, what makes it work is an understanding that I, I chose you. You chose me. We are together. We are one. We are working together. Amen. How we're going to raise our family. Amen. Whatever it takes, that's what we're going to do. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me I am his own. That's why people have problems in their marriage. They lose that communication. Those words like, you mean something to me. I love you. Come on, would everybody just kind of say that today? I love you. I love you. You know, when you say I love you, that means something. That catches somebody's attention. Right? I know I'm digressing, but for some reason I'm just dropping the plow here for a minute. Right? Amen. Why do we have a problem saying I love you? I mean, why would we ever have a problem throwing up our hands and looking into the heavens, no matter who's around us, and saying, I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want people to, I don't want people to see me like that. Are you kidding me? Are you afraid to worship God because of people? They didn't make you. They didn't fill you with his spirit. Amen. They, they haven't done nothing in your life spiritually. They can't save you. Why are you worried about other people worrying worried about you talking in tongues uh, or praising the Lord or worshiping God? Why, why worry about that? I just uh, thank you, Jesus. Why, why do you thank him? Because of what you see. Because of what you see. God made that. Uh, amen. All the way out there as far as you can see. Uh, light years and light years and light years away. And all the different galaxies and uh, all the different Milky Ways and all the different things that you see out there. And man's trying to figure out whether we're having UFOs. Unidentified. I I don't even know. You know, I wonder what's going to happen if there, when the rapture of the church takes place and you got people making their exit off of this world and out of their graves all around the world as they make that triumphant entry into heaven. Are they going to see streaks like a comet? I don't know. I just know one thing. He said it's going to be in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And, and Brother Larry, we're going to vacate the premises of this earth. We're going to be out of here. We're going to be gone in that moment in the twinkling of an eye. Amen. When the trump of God sounds, when, the, when there's a shout. Also know the second time he comes... 
They will see him. I said it recently, I'll say it again. And so when everybody is raptured out of this world, they're sitting. In the, now just don't listen to me for a moment. But in my mind, they're setting, they're setting up the storyline. When that happens, wow, man, people's been, UFOs have got them. They're off to Saturn. They're off to Pluto. They're off to another galaxy. They're somewhere because not going to be found around here no more. And they got to have an explanation. Now, the world will say, Pastor Heidelberg, that is a conspiracy theory. No. Bible says it's going to happen. It's going to happen one of these days. Amen. So I'm here to tell you today that you need to make your election sure. Don't be worried. Don't be scared to death about what other people think. It's your salvation. It's your life. It's your Christ. What is man and the son of man that thou art mindful of him? So I close with this. God is the maker of man. He created us. He fashioned us. He formed us. We have nothing in ourselves to glorify in his presence. In fact, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 1, 28 and 29, he said, In base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Verse 29 says that no man, that no flesh should glory in his presence. See, it's not just about you and I. It doesn't matter even how far you climb in society. You're still a man. You're still humanity. Makes no difference what your position is at your job. That means nothing to me. And it means nothing to God. Don't forget that. Makes no difference what your pay is every week, how much or how little. No. Because if money mattered, you could buy your way. If money mattered, that's why I feel so bad about these people from, 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 uh, uh, from Central America and people that are coming up and they want to come into America and things of that nature. Let me, let me preface all that. I, I, I believe that, that, that you know, there's a problem there because they're like, you know what? We got this going on in our country. I heard somebody talk, uh, somebody from there. They, we got this. We can't go back. Amen. It's not. It's it's corrupt. It's uh, all these kind of things. And you, you know, whatever your whatever your viewpoint is, that I want to tell you this right now. That the thing of it is that that everybody wants a better life. We can't fault them for that. Everybody wants a a, a, a better life, and they're looking at America and saying, you know what? I can have a better life. Right? But I'm here to tell you right now, when I look at things like this and I look at God, I look at His Word, I want a better life. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Do they need to do it the right way? Yes. But here's the deal. I want a better life. Amen. I'm going to find a better life in Him. Nothing else in Him. I won't find it in governments. I won't find them in society. 
I won't find them in our families. Amen. I got to decide on my own accord. I want a better life. And so whatever the journey is, I'm going to make it because I want a better life. Because folks, I'm going to tell you right now, spiritually, if you're not willing to make that effort, you're going to die out in the desert somewhere. You're going to die out there some, baked by the sun, no food, no water. But what's the Bible says in your life as you travel? He said, I'm going to be your bread. When you're hungry, he said, I'm going to be your water. When you're thirsty, he said, I'm going to be your shelter in a time of storm. Amen, right? He said, you know what? Children of Israel, even though you messed up, you're going to have to take that 40-year detour through the wilderness. He said, I'll be with you. During the day, you're going to have a pillar of cloud. Amen. That'll cover you. Pillar of fire at night. I'm going to go with you. He said, in fact, you know, he said, your shoes aren't going to wear out. Your clothes aren't going to wear out. And he said, you know what? Every morning, I'm going to give you manna. I'm going to give you manna. I'm going to give you something to eat. It's a sustenance. When you need water, I'll put you at the place where you can get water. See, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, and they still complained. They still complained. Let's stand together. You say, is it important, Pastor? Yes, it's important for you to understand that whatever, whatever you have in your life today, God is here to, to minister to you in a powerful way. Amen. He's here to minister to you. These young people have sung this morning uh, and, and, and led us in worship, and I'm here to tell you what an awesome thing. But there's nothing more important than responding to the Word of God. Do what you want. Say what you want. But I'm here to tell you right now, don't look at everybody else. Just look at yourself for a moment and say, you know what? I've got Christ to gain today. And I've held a shun. Amen. I don't know what you're going through. I, I, I couldn't begin to tell you what you're going through today. But I can tell you one. There is one here today. His name is Jesus. And he's here to minister to you and to help you with whatever you're going through right now. So I'm going to open these altars right now. Amen. We're going to sing. Why don't you just kind of reconnect. Amen. Wherever you're at in the place. God and say, God, you are my creator. Whatever I've got going on in my life right now, I'm going to trust in you. Can you do that right now as we open these altars? Raise your hands. Amen. And just begin to say, Lord, I believe in you. I have faith in you. I trust in you. I don't trust in man. I don't trust in society. I don't trust in governments. They all have their place. But Lord, when it's all said and done, if we don't have you, if we don't have you, we don't have hope. If we don't have you, we don't have hope. Hallelujah. Come on, these altars are open.
your hand, let them ring out all over this place today. Sing it now.